Well, like all of us, Broncos coach Anthony Seabold was devastated when the NRL season was put on hold a month ago. Uh, Anthony, uh, how have you been holding up over the past month or so with no footy? Yeah, I've been pretty good, Zach. I had uh, two weeks annual leave, so it was actually good to spend a bit of time with the family. It's really unusual this time of year to have um, you know, some time um, you know, before the family and with the family, you know, normally working a pretty long day. So that'd be really good. I've made the most of the time um, away from work, but I'm back at it this week and uh, can't wait for the, the competition to resume. Well, it looks like uh, May 28 is the date. Uh, the NRL doubled down with that. How satisfying was that for you to hear after all the uncertainty over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I think in any you know, any walk of life, it uh, doesn't matter whether it's sport, business, um, you know, whatever, um, people just crave certainty and, and um, some clarity. So I think it's really good to have some some certainty in and around that, uh, the date of, of May 28th. And I think, you know, after uh, the next few days, hopefully we get a little bit of clarity of what the competition looks like. So I think, um, you know, I've just finished a Zoom call with our entire squad and, uh, you know, they're all excited about the um, you know, potential uh, resumption on, on uh, the 28th of May. And getting back to training, you know, it's, um, you know, when you're in isolation, obviously by yourself. So there's plenty of banner on the, on the Zoom this morning, which is really cool. And they must all be excited for that May 4 date. Just, uh, I guess, on a technical level, um, how different will training look when you return, given you've had six weeks off, compared to what it would have been like if the competition had have continued? Yeah, well, I suppose, um, you know, the first um, two weeks might look a little bit different. You know, I hate the word mini pre-season. I don't think that... Um, that's appropriate. You know, we've done our pre-season. We worked really hard for four months of the year. I think, you know, what we need to do is, is look after the welfare of the players when they come back. Um, you know, we want to get into our football um, you know, program as, as much as possible. Um, you know, for want of a better word, we don't want to waste time in our sessions, um, you know, having to, to do pure conditioning. So the players have been really compliant. They've been, um, you know, working really hard uh, doing their individual programs sent from our performance staff. Um, you know, in particular, Paul Devlin and uh, head of performance and uh, head of strength, Ryan Willie, have done a fantastic job uh, communicating that to the players, tracking the players. Um, so we really believe that when we come back, we can really focus on our, on our football and, um, you know, make sure that, um, yeah, we, we continue to develop um, as we sort of head towards round three on, on the 28th of May. You mentioned uh, we don't know what the comp looks like yet. It looks like, you know, it's going to be the one comp going forward. But did you did you have a preference? You know, I, I didn't really have a preference. Um, you know, our understanding, the word used to us yesterday, that it probably looked like a traditional type model um, with regards to, um, you know, the assumption would be that we'd play all the other 13 teams we haven't played so far. And then there's been talk of some rivalry games as well. So, you know, you may play a few teams twice and, um, you know, hopefully we get some clarity um, over coming days. But I, I've got to commend uh, Peter Volandis, the, the chairman of the NRL, you know, in the broadcasters, you know, uh, and it appears as though uh, there's been some really positive conversations in and around that space. So, you know, as a, as a club, um, you know, we're... Um, yeah, we're really supportive of what um, yeah, our leader of the game is doing. Wayne Pearce said yesterday that it looks like all uh, teams from outside of New South Wales will have to be based here for some time. Uh, is it true that you're reluctant to be based in Sydney and you want a nice little haven on the northern New South Wales coast? Uh, it's not entirely true. I'm not sure what's been reported. Um, but um, as leaders and as head coaches, um, you need to be agile in your thinking. So um, as it stands today, yes, we couldn't get up and, and run out um, onto the training paddock here at Red Hill. Um, the, the curve has slowed down. I think, again, over the last 24 hours, there's been zero cases reported in Queensland, from my understanding, this morning, uh, listening to the radio. Um, yeah, so uh, who knows what it looks like in another week and a half. But one thing I will say is that uh, we're, we're governed by the, the, the government directions and, and the, the health guidelines because, first and foremost, the, the health and well-being of our communities is, is what the priority is. Now, second, second to that, um, 
you know, we, we have, we've had some really positive, um, of, you know, our leaders um, in our game and uh, our CEO, Paul Woods, had some really positive conversations with the appropriate um, you know, people in government over the last few days. Um, you know, who knows where that will get to. If we need to move, we, we will. But, um, you know, before the players, um, you know, uproot from their families, they need some clarity from the RLPA and the game of, you know, what, what their contracts look like and, and so on as well. So there's a little bit to do there. Um, if we had to start training on the 4th, um, we have looked at that possibility of, of going across the border there to, to Kingscliff. It's, you know, an hour and a half away from where we live. Um, so... You know, we would we would look at doing something like that, but as I said, you've got to be agile, and you, you know, as a leader, it's like you know, getting all the puzzle pieces thrown in front of you on the table, but not having the cardboard box to have a look at to put it together. You mentioned the Queensland government. It all looks like Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk will um, has to give the green light. Are you confident from the discussions the clubs had and the NRLs had that you will get the green light to come into New South Wales and and train from May four if you have to? Oh, I think that'd be remiss of me to, to talk about, Zach. I, I think, you know, they're high-level conversations. You know, my, my job as the head coach is to prepare for, for whatever um, occurs. You know, uh, we've got a model in place, or we will have a model in place if we're allowed to train here at Red Hill. We've got a model in place um, if we need to move um, you know, somewhere else. Um, but one thing we haven't discussed at the moment is, is actually moving to Sydney. But I'm not sure where that sort of criticism came from of, us not wanting to move there. Um, of course, if there's a possibility to move across the border, train during the week and come back and see your families on the weekend, and you can't tell me one person in one industry that wouldn't um, you know, put their hand up for that. But again, I keep saying, we're governed by the directors that come from, um, you know, from our state government, our federal government, and we're really respectful of that as well. So Darius Boyd, a few weeks ago, he was a player that came out and said that he doesn't want to be away from his family for a month. Have you had a chat with him? And is no, see, again, again, Zach, I think Darius has been misquoted there. Um, he spoke about, um, at the time, it looked as though, that, you know, for want of a better word, there was, you know, talk about having to go into a bubble. Can you blame anyone for, for not wanting to go into a bubble for four months? You know, he's got two young kids and a wife. He's got a young family. You know, I wouldn't want to go into a bubble for four months. I think that's unrealistic. Now, he was criticised for that, uh, from what I understand, but he was taken out of context. Um, look, the likelihood, I heard the, the Prime Minister say this over the weekend at a press conference. Uh, there's the potential that restrictions, if the, the curve continues to, to, to go down, that, you know, some restrictions will start to be lifted, you know, in, in, you know, possibly in four weeks. So we don't think that we're ever going to have to go into a bubble for four months. I think he was misquoted, but um, I, I don't blame anyone who wouldn't want to go and live by yourself for four months. It's, it's torture, you know? Yeah, I mean, 100%. Um, one I thing agree with you. One, one thing we crave as humans is, is that belonging and, that, and, you know, that connection to our family and friends and so on. So... Um, you know, there's um, you know, there's sometimes um, you know, bigger things in play, but um, yeah, I think he was misquoted with with regards to um, the sensationalism um, and criticism in, in around that space. Okay, what about Matt Lodge? A uh, positive? Uh, how's he faring? If we do kick off on May 28, will he be uh, ready to go? Yeah, I'm not too sure, but uh, he's certainly um, you know not not too far away from what we understand. He'll have another appointment with the specialist. I think it's next week from. Um, you know, from memory, he, um, you know, he's doing his rehab. He looks, he looks great. Um, I've seen him a couple of times, um, you know, recently, and he's, he's in really good shape. He's got a home gym, which is as good as um, the Broncos gym here. He's done a really good job um, setting it up in his garage. Uh, he's worked really hard. He's, um, you know, he's really diligent with regards to, to what he does there, Lodgy. Now, if he's not right for May 28th, we're going to be sensible and smart about it. He's carried this injury since 2015, the partial tear of the ACL. So, 
He's played a lot of football and trained a lot with it. But he, he, he needs to be, um, you know, we need to be, be confident in, in um, you know, his lateral movement, et cetera, before we put him back out there. But, yeah, talking to him, he's really positive, mate, at the moment. Okay, speaking of positive, you've always been a big advocate for men's mental health. I've got my Gotcha for Life uh, shirt on yeah. here today. How important has it been for you to, or oh, I guess everyone in the game, to, to be on top of that, especially, you know, you look at a player that you've got like Jack Bird, whose season was ended before it even started and so much hype around it. Is, is that the main, um, most important thing to stay on top of our mental health as well? Uh, I, I agree 100%, Zach. I mean, uh, I am a big advocate for men's mental health. Um, you know, I've done some challenges um, earlier this year and around that space to try and raise awareness. But um, I think, you know, t- times like this when, when you, you know, if you get injured normally in a normal year, you feel isolated because you can't train with your mates and your rehab program is, is different to the, the full training program and, and you go into your shell a little bit. Now, this is such an exaggerated experience for everybody. I mean, this is unforeseen, isn't it? It's unprecedented in our lifetime um, with regards to, um, you know, the loneliness or the isolation that, you know, potentially can creep up on some people. So um, we've continued to have our two welfare um, officers um, on a three-day rotation. They go through the squad every three days, as so all 36 players in our squad, uh, connecting with them, um, you know, trying to catch up for, for one-on-ones with those players. Um, and, you know, I think the, the club's done a really good job. The players have done a fantastic job as well. Um, they've continued to stay connected. Our assistant coaches, I've had them do positional meetings, not to talk about footy, but just, you know, to get get on, have a bit of banter. And as I said, just before, it's quite funny, there's 36 or 37 players on there with me and a couple of staff there before. Um, it was just so good to see everyone, although you couldn't see everyone all at once. It was just so good to see everyone, you know, um, enjoy each other's company. So connections, yeah, it's really important. They'll all be like kids in a candy store that day one back on May 4, regardless of where you're training. Yeah, I'd agree, yeah. Just two quick things. I know you've got a race off. Uh, Paul White, NRL CEO. Do you like the sound of it? I know you don't want to lose him up there, but he's been thrown yeah. up as... Yeah, oh, well, you know, I've, I've worked with, with Paul for 15 months now. Um, I think he's a fantastic leader um, of people. I think if, if that's what he wanted to do, and I'm not sure I've not, not discussed it with, with Paul um, with regards to you know, whether he wants to... Uh, go down that route, but um, you know he's a fantastic leader. He's done a tremendous job with the Broncos with regards to um, you know running this club as 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 a business. Uh, he's really engaged with with the members here. Um, you know he, he's very very um, you know, popular with the with the players. You know he he, he treats people very fairly, but uh, but firmly as well. So um, yeah, if he wanted to go down that space, then um, yeah, he'd have one hundred percent support from me. Selfishly speaking, um, I'd love to see Whitey. Stay on and be part of um, you know, the journey we sort of started 15 months ago. Okay, just one final one. I don't know if you have you seen the reports uh, overnight, but uh, uh, young 18-year-old uh, Tessie Neu, I think it is, uh, the Titans. It looks like they're gonna uh, they want to sign him. Can you tell Broncos fans, um, that, you know, what your plans are around him? Yeah, well, we want to retain Tessie. Um, yeah, I did see the, the reports this morning. Um, you know, we had, um, before all contracts went on hold, we, we had um, started um, discussions with, with Tessie. Um, we, we even started discussions about upgrading him into our, our top 30 with Izzy Parisi um, um, being, um, you know, being terminated, um, his contract being terminated recently. So we started those discussions. Listen, Tessie's been with the Broncos um, since he was a young lad. He's a fantastic player. I played him in all three trial games this year. Um, he has had an outstanding preseason. I love coaching him. He loves the Broncos. He's very tight with David uh, from Peter and Payne House. Um, you know, so um, we don't expect to, to lose Tessie. Um, yeah, as I said, um, 
it's not surprising that other clubs are interested in him. Um, you know, but there's been so much interest in a lot of our young players. But I think that says something about, um, you know, the Broncos and, and the EPD that the club has got here. Um, you know, Peter Nolan, Simon Scanlon are the guys who um, have recruited and, and retained those young players. have done a tremendous job. And um, they're all very young, but they're all coming through together. And uh, there's a lot of interest in a lot of our younger players. But you know, that probably suggests that, um, you know, those guys have done a really good good uh, thing with regards to identifying and, and retaining those players. Well, it's positive news for Broncos fans. Uh, Anthony Seabold, as always, thank you for being so generous uh, with your time. Uh, you're back at work. Uh, yeah. I better let you go. Get on the whiteboard behind you and uh, start, mapping out, start mapping out your plan for May 4. Good on you, Zach. Good to chat as always.